on this episode of the AIE podcast. Nerdtacular starts in five days. And we're kind of excited and overwhelmed and freaking out, but that just might be me. <laughs> and to distract us, we have game updates. Including Captain Sybil's STO write-up. Plus Abavan and Mew are here to talk to us about Final Fantasy fourteen. All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 277 of the podcast celebrating the Alea Yakta esque gaming community, the Die Has Been Podcast. This is MewCow. Greetings, gamers. And to my left is Tetsemi. One second, I'm updating my Nerdtacular prep spreadsheet. And to my right is Michaela. I'm busy making chicken, th- chicken thingies for the upcoming road trip. Um, there'll be some in the Guild Kitchen. And this week we are joined by special guest Abavan, who is here to talk to us about AIE and Final Fantasy XIV. Welcome. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, short and brief. That was strange. We got a big show. Let's get yes. to it. Yeah. yeah. Big shoe, big shoe. All right. Do we want to go in around and talk about real life, or do we have other things you want to dig into? I think we're going to get into, let's see. I think what we'll do is cover that in our nerdtacular section as well. We can do both our nerdtacular thoughts and what we've been doing. All righty. Sounds good to me. So we'll be digging into the Final Fantasy XIV news shortly. But first, let's uh, talk about uh, what's going on in, uh, coming this weekend and uh, some other related items. All right. So first, we'll start with Tets. Take it away, cool. sir. All right. Well, just a brief WoW update since we want to get through this and talk about Final Fantasy XIV. I, um, I think I said last time, but I got my Rogue to 110. If not, hey, I got my Rogue to 110. <laughs> And she's about halfway through the class story. I've got five followers. Um, I've only done the one combat rogue weapon. I haven't done the other two, um, mainly because I still need to finish two leveling zones. With heirlooms, guess what, folks? You can hit 110 with just two leveling zones and then realize that you still have to do the other two to unlock your class hall story. So, yeah, I'm going to go finish that up. Um, And meanwhile, since we're at Artifact Knowledge 40, I've got Concordance on all my other 110s, the Mage, DK, Paladin, and Druid, and I'm working on their their off-spec stuff, so just kind of plodding along. Um, Also, Tomb opened this week. I won't steal Muse Thunder, but we did get the first boss down, Mm -hmm. and uh, we're making Mew Tank the second boss because we need three (laughs) three tanks, four healers, and a Partridge and a Pear Tree, apparently, for that one. So Just about. Yeah, we'll, we'll... more have more update in particular because we're gonna tackle that again tonight. Yep. All right. Um, so let's talk Nerdtacular real quick. Um, it is one of my favorite get-togethers for AIE and the Greater Frog Patents community. There is a ton to do. So how do you figure out what you want to do and not be overwhelmed? Well, I'm gonna pick two things, and I think everyone else is gonna probably pick a couple things as well. Um Snowbird is a ski resort in the summer. It is a summer resort. So there is a ton of stuff to do. Um, What I would recommend is at very least, if you're not afraid of heights, 
take the tram to the top of the mountain. Uh, don't worry. It'll bring you back down if you're, you know, don't feel like hiking down or Max running down. Um, he's crazy. <laughs> yep. Does he actually run yeah, down yeah. the mountain or do he just runs around? I, I never know. With Max him. runs right. everywhere. I mean, he, I runs he just runs bathroom. everywhere. He runs through the yeah. hallways. <laughs> I'm pretty he sure he's doing circles in the tram as it's going up. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, he doesn't stop running. That's that's exactly. in general. Yeah. yeah. Good guy. Um, there is a nice path that you can walk down from the top of the mountain to where the um, ski lift chairs are. And it's all, it's all downhill literally. So there's no worry. So if you can make that, that trek down, um, then you can ride the uh, ski lift chairs down to the bottom of the mountain. Or if, if you, right. Or yeah. if they're running, or if you're really adventurous, you can hike all the way down too. Or you can even so, bike. Or bike. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Corley said that he actually, they hiked uh, down last year, or 2015. It took about two hours. Yeah. Um, I really would like to do that this year if time per- with time permitting. Yeah. Mm. You just have to remember to bring your good shoes. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, as speaking for someone, for the people who are out of shape, like myself, <laughs> um, taking the tram up and walking around up there and seeing the sights down there, taking some pictures up there. Um, is very cool, and then you take the tram down, which is also uh, just to, even just to ride up and down is very cool. As well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you are exactly uh, worldly out of shape like myself, um, I still recommend going up. Right, there's I still have. tons of other things to do too, to, you know, to help with the unhealthiness that is your life. Exactly. Oh, and and Corley, good reminder from Corley, um, you are at altitude. You are significantly at altitude, and mm-hmm. Colorado is very dry. So bring lots Utah. of water. If or sorry, Utah is. I'd, sorry, force of habit. I'd do the same thing <laughs> when we go to Colorado. It's like yeah. drink lots of water. Yes. It's dry. I mean, I'm coming from Arizona, and it's dry. So yeah, yeah. No, you you want yeah, and I'll talk more about it in my section. But yeah, you want to bring a block okay. with water with you. Exactly. Um, the other thing, if you like roller coasters, there is a mini mountain coaster that takes you back in the forest and does some nice twists and turns and drops. It's perfect for the kids. Um, if you're going to do that more than once, I'd highly recommend go get the wristband. They sell uh, basically day passes, and it, it's a wristband, and you can go on. Is it 15 or 20? It's pretty reasonable. Yeah, it's pretty reasonable. Yeah, yeah I can't remember how much it is. Yeah, but, but the it, roller coaster it, it, is cool for non-roller coaster people because yeah, you get exactly. you get your own break. <laughs> you yeah. do, so you can go as fast or as slow as you want. Yeah, and it's awesome. Of course, my daughter just pushes the thing down and says, "Go faster." Um, <laughs> but it also lets you do thing. things like the rock climbing wall, um, and there's a number there's of other some other rides. Uh, yeah, there's some other like a, a rope. Uh, what is it, like a rope gym, rope bridge gym and stuff like that. So it basically gets you access to everything um, up there. So the tram's separate, but definitely get the wristband if you're gonna if you're gonna do that stuff for the day. Um, we're getting up there a day early, so Thursday after we get settled in, we may do some stuff or we may save it for Sunday, just depending on what we want to do. That's that's we we get there a day early and stay there a day late. So, so we have um, a there's plenty to do. But at Nerdtacular itself, because that's the whole reason we're going, is um, one of my favorite things to do besides the obvious of all the panels is check out the game room. We miss you, Ralphie. He will no longer be in the game room. It's just sad. Um, 
But you may find a new favorite board game to play or watch. There's usually um, a ton of Munchkin games, uh, new board games. Uh, every once in a while, there's a D&D game that breaks out. So just keep your eye and ear open. The game room's open pretty much, I think, from early morning to midnight. And then yeah, it, we, you know. we try to keep it going almost 24-7. If there's someone yeah. awake, we try to keep someone up in there. Yeah, going. yeah, exactly. Cool. Do if you are bringing, let's say, a non-gaming spouse to Nerdtacular, do try to get them involved in a Munchkin game. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Three o'clock say, in the morning, preferably in the hallway. Yes, and it was awesome. <laughs> yes, there there are plenty of games for the hardcore board gamer, and there are plenty of games for the more casual um, games like Munchkin or, or other things to do. Um, also, if you have a complete non-gaming spouse, significant other, <coughs> there's a spa. There's a spa. Bring there's your almost. swimsuit. Yes. Yeah. yeah, spa is good. So we like you to spa. Well, that's my ramble. What about you, McCullough? All right. Well, um, non-retacular stuff. Um, as always, my computer gaming time has been no, but I am getting back into my first love RPGs. So our uh, old Monday uh, group. Is back together. We are gone through two weeks uh, playing a new game that was recently kickstarted called City of Mist. There's a starter PDF on their website, cityofmist.co. It's a noir game where everyone is a mortal representation of a mystical power. Though Tet might just be the mortal uh, embodiment of gin because he drank a bit during the next to last the first game and it was hilarious he got a little into his character um as you do (laughs) as you do like wow Declan really likes a gin I'm buying him a flask um anyway uh we're going through a parade adventure right now uh trying to solve three mysterious murders and a robbery preferably before Halloween night so it's really good it's really kind of atmospheric um it's a lot of fun uh, my Thursday Thunder, as we call it, that group has been moved to Woden's Day, though we're on a hiatus due to real life schedules, unfortunately. And my every other Friday group with the uh, G and G G and G crew is in full swing. A great game so far, and the DM has a good combination of battle battles and player development, which is kind of the way I like to game. Oh, and I'm playing a Cthulhu powered crazy warlock from Thay, which makes things interesting. Um, if you want to follow that along, we actually do stream, and the game is available after the fact on the YouTube channel and through iTunes um, to search for Geek and Geeklets. Um, and the D&D game on their, t- on their channel is Mark Forgotten Prince. Oh, and a warning, this game is saltier than a drunken raid night. I don't know how often I hear from behind me if the hordling is in the room language, and she only hears my <laughs> portion of it. Oh. Um, you've been warned, it's pretty bad. Um, now for the nerdtacular stuff, um to kind of piggyback what uh Tet said, if you're staying at uh Snowbird, it's good to plan for a free day or two for all the activities and get the wristband. Um we get one for the kiddo and we get um actually we get one for us and we kind of make it loose so we can trade it off and on depending on who's hanging out with friends and who's uh, one manning the kid, but she's a teenager now, so we might not need to worry about it as much. Yeah. Um, also, um, there's a breakfast buffet at the atrium. Um, 
I think you get a, a tram ticket ride or tram ticket with it. So it's a great way, you know, kind of, hey, have breakfast, take a, go up the mountain. Um, usually we do the mile hike down to the ski lift. But we're going to try to, I want to, like I said, I want to try to hike all the way down this year. We'll see. Hmm. Um, uh, the food is really expensive, but there's some good restaurants in Snowbird and also out of Snowbird. Uh, we like the Airy, which is their like deluxe restaurant. It's up at the very top. Beautiful view, great cocktails, great food. And they do have a good happy hour deals if those are going. Um, the atrium, as far mentioned, they open at 7 a.m. And they have really good breakfast and coffee. And a killer breakfast burrito. So uh, They do. You, they really do. Yeah. And they will gladly let you, at least they have the past few nerdtaculars, if you brought bagels or other things, since your room doesn't come with the toaster, they will gladly let you toast, uh, you know, bagel or whatever um, down there. So they're good people. They are. And I hear from a certain man that's guessing on our show, the pie is excellent as well as off-site. And we'll an find... Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, where is that going to be at? Um, it's right down the mountain. Uh, it's right down the mountain now. Since all of us will probably have, or at least know someone with a smartphone of some sort. Yeah. Um, yeah. Google Maps will be your be- your best friend, or the Waze if Definitely. you're one of those people, uh, like yeah. me. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, it's out there. It's an excellent piece of joint. Um, it's a it's a local chain, so you're not going to find it too much out there. But it's excellent, a- excellent pizza. And from recent business trips to Salt Lake. Um, there is a vast majority of locally owned, excellent burger joints. I would strongly cool. recommend hit, hitting those dudes up. Awesome. Yep. Uh, and on the, also on the topic of food, since I'm a food expert, because uh, you know I like you know, at least eating it. Um, there is a pretty good um, on-site steakhouse on the uh, at Snowbird. As, as long as you right eat time. meat. If you do, yeah, it's good. If you're a vegetarian, yeah. it might not be as good for you. Or my vegetarian wife go there. She did have a. They, they, I believe they made her like a pasta dish and some other veggies and stuff, and she really liked it. So there is a compromise. Yeah, yep. there is. There yeah, is we, went, we went. I can't remember what. I think I ate like shrimp cocktail. Yeah. Since I'm not a veg, but I don't eat red meat, so. But it was. I mean, they, they, everyone seemed to like the food they had. So if you don't um, eat so red I'll meat, if we just like, color your glasses like blue or something and turn it blue, will you eat it then? Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying here. Is no. It, is it now? Okay. No, because it was, it's still a mammal and it still upsets my system. Yeah. And we don't need to go into that. <laughs> well, we do need to remind people that the uh, the Mexican place has good drinks oh, or yeah. at least, you know, yes. the decent that's where drinks. you can find a lot of people. Yeah. Good yeah. chips. Um, usually, I don't know. Last year, the margaritas you know, were. Russell... Go ahead. As a usual, last year the margaritas were kind of weak. At least a Thursday night when SJ and I had some. I think they got better though. They may have. Yeah, yeah. And well, that's it's usually an actual volume of people. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good place to spot <laughs> SJ Maui. Yeah, Russell Brown. We go out for lunch with them. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So also, like, so, so I've mentioned offsite food. There's a place that we go every year. Um. It's called Sushi Groove. It was suggested to us by um. The sushi is great. The music is really loud, um, but I think they've actually expanded to a patio now. Mm. Uh, and they have really fun desserts, like this really crazy dessert that involves like ice cream and deep fried Oreos. And it's it's delicious. We try to actually go every year. They are closed on Sunday, though. Just a warning. 
Um, I think their website is sushigrooveutah.com. Um, also, with the food, um, a really great savings is there's good cheap, there's good convenience store delis. Also, we hit Target every year right down the mountain and we'll stock up on room food, lunch meat, yogurt, um, since rooms do usually have small refrigerators. Yep. Now, for Nurtacular itself, there's all the panels. Those are posted. Um, there's the, the game room of Ted's mentioned and you mentioned we love the game room. Sometimes you will actually have Cards Against Humanity and Munchkin Breakout in the hallway. Just remember, it's 3 a.m. Just let me win. We can all go to bed. Um, <laughs> never. Never. I won anyway, Abbo. I won. Yep. Oh. And and Nevermore is still trying to get even with me. Like, if we play Munchkin, literally, she doesn't care who wins as long as I lose. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's some there's some petty revenge there. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, bring your own games if you want to play. If you bring them to the game room, make sure you have them marked appropriately. <laughs> okay, guys, guys, I want to say this. I just got a message from old, old Lady Frank's. Sushi is still happening this year because this is the only time I really get to eat any. As we're talking on the podcast, she is not listening. She sensed the sushi <laughs> groove conversation. Um, yep. Anyway, sorry. Um, so bring your own games. Bring dice because sometimes there will be a pickup D&D game, Star Wars game. Sometimes people have things planned. Now, for like the con area itself, there are usually a handful of vendors. I know for sure that there's going to be the Tadpole Collective, the aforementioned Nevermore who hates me winning. Um, Munchkin is going to have a table. She's going to carry some of Jules's chainmail at her table. I know Gates of Imagination and Joe Gates with all his wonderful leather work is going to be there. I'm going to be there. Um, we're going to have Leontines, also chainmail. We're going to have great, fabulous dueling chainmail, but it's not similar at all. But what are you bringing? Oh, I am bringing about 10, 11 million headbands and steampunk jewelry and other jewelry as well. And, and uh, when she says headband, also think hatband, hatband because they can be used for gentlemen's hats or for costume hats. So, Or for the gentlemen that have lovely long hair like our own Mew Cow. They were <laughs> yes. rocked quite a bit at Phoenix Comic Con. Yep. Um, the other really fun event, and this is actually, I think, you can still do this even if you're not at Nerdtacular, but if you're like in the area coming down for the day or whatever, there's a meet and greet on Thursday evening, which is like the official kickoff. Um, it's in this great huge tent. It's a wonderful event. Uh, there's food. There's a bar. Not open, thankfully, because Tet would then drink all the gin. Um, <laughs> and I know there's a fair few of us that are doing 1920s Disney cosplay. Including um, I know. I can't wait to see it. Um, we also have day hunting down parts for it, so we should wonderful. be good to go. Wonderful. Um, I know this, sometimes there's light cosplay on Friday, and then Saturday is the cosplay spectacular. There's the big. Sometimes it's a contest. Sometimes it's just a showcase. But if you like cosplay at all, come be involved. It's so much fun. Yeah, I think uh, like uh, was it 2014? They decided to stop doing the actual competition, and it's just. You are now just you're, you've you've participated. They they used to do a group and then a child and then an individual thing. And said, you know what? They don't want people competing. Just do your best. Right. Exactly. Yep. All right. So, Mew, what have you? What are you going to be up to? Um. Well, there's this convention coming up. Um, there's a thing. 
Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, beyond that, beyond Final Fantasy XIV, which we'll focus on shortly, I have been spending a little bit of um, time in WoW uh, with the curiously timed launch of Tomb of Thargaris. Um, but uh, oh, there's not... nothing curiously timed about it. You know, it was the <laughs> but you know, it's I, I've not let that distract me too badly, actually. Um, <clears throat> beyond just uh, you know, with the two great groups I'm on, I, I've I've spent most of my time at Final Fantasy XIV. But uh, I have actually, when I'm not in the the gaming layer, um, been spending uh, uh, some time finally playing Zelda on the Switch. Oh yeah, and that that's been pretty enjoyable. And you know, it's it's one of those things. And I'm I'm you know a little behind on all the you know the podcasters, but I've been enjoying the fact that I can very easily plunk that thing down in the stock and have it on the TV, or pick it up and you know go uh, you know lay, lay in bed while Jen's getting ready to get to sleep, yeah. and, and still continue. That's actually a good idea because I'm fairly certain Ryan's going to bring her switch up. So there may be some. Um, yes. Smash I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. Smash Brothers games or other games going on. So probably Mario Kart is probably is the big yes. good group game. <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll be bringing that as well with me. Um, but uh, yeah, if you have a switch, bring it along. There'll probably be plenty of people running around. There is hotel Wi-Fi. Um, once the Nertacular actually gets going, well, they may allow us to access the good Wi-Fi. It's the convention-grade Wi-Fi that'll actually support us. Um, the right. hotel Wi-Fi is it's good enough, um, but you know they they have some decent internet pipes there somewhere. Um, yeah. So so that, that's that'll be part of it. But oh yeah, that, that's part of sorry, that's part of Nertacular. But uh, but yeah, um, Zelda, WoW, and um, you know lots of Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, <clears throat> So, might as well talk about Nertacular stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, this this time around, uh, we live in Texas now, so there's no no road trip. Um, we could, but it's it's honestly too far away to really be worth it's it. It's a little bit long, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the benefit would have been we might have been to stop by and harass you guys again, but yeah, I, I just I don't think the the toddler would appreciate it because he didn't like it the last time. No. So. So yeah, we're flying in um, direct flight at least. Um, I definitely recommend that if you have a toddler, um, he, he survives a lot better that way. Uh, getting an SUV, um, so uh, we will be stocking up down the hill uh, at the, at the target, probably the same target everyone else uses. Um, <clears throat> I definitely recommend that if you can, because yes, they have most of the stuff you're going to need at Nertacular, but um, it's going to be with a premium. Uh, however, the only thing you shouldn't get is booze. Don't bring any alcohol Don't whatsoever. Alcohol. Uh, yeah, do not. Do not bring it seriously. Um, they, they will find it. Um, it's And it's not that, that they're trying to get you to buy theirs. It's actually the law. Like, they could lose their liquor license if you bring alcohol up there. So if you're going to drink, you really should drink with them. Um, the convenience store does have their own stuff. Yep. Uh, so you can per- so you can purchase it from there, or but there's you know just like any other resort, there's bars a, pr- a plenty if that is your thing. Yes, and, and seriously, like we're not just going wink wink. Don't bring your own. No, seriously, do not right. do not do not sneak it. I mean, seriously, do not. It, it is a big deal. That's why I'm making such a big deal about it. That um, and fireworks. Don't yes. do that either. Well, yeah. Oh God, let's not do that. No, that there's no there's not even a place to to, to set them off. It's just. You're one of the things I wanted to mention. You are in a national park. This is like literally a national park. You're not on private hotel land. They are actually right. leasing that land from a national park. So um, you're you need to contend with with 
being in a park. Uh, no fireworks, no kind of fire whatsoever. Um, uh, don't bring um, typically like, you know, anything that's kind of like pesticide-y, like, you know, try to bring natural pest repellents. Um, they, they definitely appreciate that. And because you're, there's bugs, there's lots of bugs up there. There's lots of critters. There's lots of animals. It's, it's, you're, a, it's at a park. <laughs> there's, there's meeses and mooses and all kinds of little, you know, <laughs> critters. Kind of you know. Groundhogs. Yes. Lots of groundhogs, mice, very, very feisty and overly aggressively friendly squirrels. Yes. Um, if you do eat at the Mexican restaurant, expect to get a visit from the squirrels. They're very fat. Um, they're they're very well fed apparently. Um, um, uh, beyond that, um, uh, keep in mind and hopefully you've been training for this, um, like I have. Uh, there's lots of hills. You're pretty much going uphill everywhere, uh, both ways, um, in in the rain and snow. Uh, yeah, lots of hills. Um, and, I, I will say one year I actually experienced why there are fainting couches when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, Corset plus altitude plus hill plus equals. Following Elizabeth's very tall husband who came to get me because we were up in like the pizza joint, and he came to find me because we had we could he couldn't get they couldn't get through via text because Elizabeth needed help with makeup, and um, so. I was dressed for the costume contest. I was in a corset. I was in boots. I walked down that hill to help Aludra. And I got there and literally, I mean, I'm a fairly in shape woman. I work out. I'm small. I eat well. I found the first available couch. Literally, I was like taking these itty bitty little shallow breaths because I could not breathe and I was about to pass out. Yeah. It's it's a real deal. It's you need to be ready for it. Um that, that's one of the reasons why we're we're actually arriving on Tuesday. Um you need to get acclimated to being up there. The the air is thinner. Um there's hills everywhere. I mean it's it's pretty much every possible bad thing about you know not being able to keep your breath. Um, and if you are drinking as well, be very oh, careful. Yes. It will hit you much faster. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't you drink. All but will, you all will be like me. Yeah. I, <laughs> Fish cage. I, I see it all the time. People yep. are not expecting it, and it just hits them so hard. Um, so uh, yeah, hopefully you can carry your friends that uh, don't don't heed the warning. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, other than that, um, there is that nice essential activity area we were talking about. Um, Take advantage of it. Um, if you're going to be there a little earlier, uh, you know, there's lots to do. It's getting bigger every year, it seems like. They're they're yeah. adding new, new stuff to it. It's not I just... I think there's a new roller coaster this year, even. Yeah. Yeah, they've been adding, adding what, what they can. And they're actually really good about not, like, you know, clear-cutting a bunch of trees or whatnot. They're actually making mm-hmm. the, the rides go through the trees. Um, there's uh, there's also the what's been there for a while, the slaloms. I actually like the slalom. They're pretty cool. Um, they're actually just in in the hills, and you can go downhill super fast. And um, connected to those is also some zip lines. So if you're into zip lining, they have those. Um, the coasters, as we mentioned, um, there's uh, there these trampoline things with the bungee cords, and you know it's again it's, think altitude though. <laughs> yes, yes, you'll get you'll get tired real quick. Um, yeah. you'll sleep really well because you'll be exhausted. Yes, yes. And uh, so, yeah, there's. Speak for yourself. 
plenty, plenty to do. Um, lots of food. Um, I did also want to mention um, that one, the the airy. Um, I'm pretty sure if you're staying in the clip clop that it's actually what room service is for them. It's it also is. airy. Yeah. Yep. So so if you can't make it up to the top, get room service. You'll still get the same good food. Yep. Um, and bring lots of water. I'm going to say that again. Um, you, you know how you see those comically large blocks of bottled waters? Yeah, you're actually going to need that. You might need two. Um, <laughs> oh, I should have grabbed those at Traders today. Whoops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you need a lot of water. I mean, you're going to be just slamming it. Like, it's going to be the tastiest water you've ever had okay. after you've been there for a while. Um, um, other than that, um, there are lots of gift shops. Um I actually like the one up at the Cliff Lodge. Um, it's I actually like it a little better than the one down in the activity center. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, it just seems like it's got better stock to it. Um, I guess it's 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 probably because it's designed for like if you're kind of trapped in that hotel because it's you know right. in. It's like it's got everything you can possibly think of you need. And the one down the hill, it's got it's got good stuff. It's just it seems like it's more shirts and stuff like it's that. It's more you know? touristy as opposed yeah. to supplies and stuff like that. I mean. Sunblock. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. Bring yes. sun, bring sunblock. sunblock, because yeah. yes, you're at altitude, which means mm-hmm. yeah, you're a few. You know, you're a mile closer to the sun, but also the air is thinner. There's less protection. You're gonna get yep. fried if you don't sunblock. Yep, yep. You will burn real quick. Um, uh, what else was there? Um, I mean, uh, you know, just you know, it's 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 a lot to take in. Um, if it's if this is your first time. Um, take a moment and just stop and look around. Um, yeah. it, it, you're, you're almost going to be gorgeous. forced to. It's it is it is that picturesque. I mean, it's bring a camera. Gorgeous. Oh, and if you're driving up at night, please be very careful. There are moose and deer and all yeah. of that, and they will get in the middle of that road. Yeah, that's 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 their that's where they live. You are invading. So not you're to in mention the road itself isn't a straight shot. It is no. very very windy. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's windy. It's also gorgeous at night. At night. It is, yeah, it's terrifying. Yes, it's terrifying at night because there's, there's no street lights, uh, there's no reflectors to let you know. Uh, so you know, take your time. Go during the day if you can for your first time up. Well, you, even during the day, take your time. It's it's not a race to get to the top. Um, your car will make it. It just just take your time. Going downhill, take your time. It's not a race. It's you're definitely a lot safer to go slower. Okay. Was it back um, around like 10, 15 minute um, up and down? Yeah, and it's a nice drive. Yeah, especially going down, and you get to see Salt Lake on the way down, Salt Lake City. Um, if you're in shape, you can, uh, uh, and there, and you will see a bunch of people doing it, riding their bikes up or jogging up. Uh, Those are what we call crazy people. Yes, <laughs> they are crazy. They are indeed crazy, but watch out for them. You don't want to knock them out into the ravine. Yes, yeah. we might hate them because they're so in shape. However, <laughs> let's not hurt them. No. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just, it's gorgeous. Um, I'm definitely bringing my camera uh, again. I've got the, the nice Sony camera. Um, it's it's worth it to just stop and take everything in, take all the pictures you can. Um, that's probably the, the time I take the most pictures ever is just when you're up there and there's just so much to see, even on the tram. Um, right. The tram is a great place for, for pictures. So if you're looking for a uh, top of the hill is probably one of the most gorgeous places. I think this, this year, finally the restaurant is done at the top of the hill. I think so. Yes. So that'll be something to look at. Yeah. That might be worth checking out. 
Um, yeah, and there's plenty to do. Also, um, for those that want to explore the area of Salt Lake because you're visiting, um, there's a lot of really neat malls um, not too far. Um, I want to say 20 minutes. Um, it's northish of the main road that takes you into Snowbird. There's a really big ball there that's got lots of neat stuff. Uh, if you're into the geeky stuff, which you probably are listening to us, um, there's a... No. I, no, no, not, not well. Then you might not like the the, the life-sized hardest that's in that mall and um, some other neat geeky things. Is, excuse me, is it bigger on the inside? Uh, probably not. I think it, 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 their their chameleon okay. unit broke, and on t on top of that, the the technology to actually you know get get the bigger on the inside broke too. So it's just kind of okay. hanging there in the air. But uh, it's it was neat. I mean, it's a, a neat little neat little malls, and there's a spaghetti factory there, which I think we need to hit. Um, Salt so. Lake in general is nerd friendly. Yes. Uh, from going there for fun, going there for business, it is definitely a nerd friendly town. Yep. Yep. I would agree. All right. I think we could probably go on for another half hour on this, but I think we have some, some news and Final Fantasy stuff to get to, don't you? Indeed. All right. And now this week's news. AIE News. All right. Our uh, sixth AIE podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Finally, we're to the end of the news. Yes. <laughs> All right. In community news, speaking of community, uh, Gretchen on the forums has started a new blog about D&D, board games, and other tabletop RPGs, and would love to have folks check it out. Most of her um, friends had been playing WoW and AIE and have left for other things, so she uh, started a new blog. So feel free to check that out. Ooh, that sounds exciting. And speaking of WoW, WoW has a, WoW has a good write-up on the Warcraft class design AMA on Reddit. Um, links in the show notes. You can just Google it as well. Um, and did you get your BlizzCon tickets? Well, we sure didn't. Anyways, there's going to be another shot. A new hall at the Anaheim Convention Center will be usable by the time Blizz BlizzCon rolls around and Blizzard was kind enough to open up new tickets. Wednesday, July 5th at 7 p.m. Pacific time on universe.com. So go ahead and go to the fight to the death to get those tickets. F5, 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 Yep. <laughs> And in SWOTOR news, uh, SWOTOR Escape Podcast 199. Ooh, getting close to that 200. Balancing Act uh, this week um, at AIE SEMA and at Max the Gray and Astromech EPC 199 walk through the feedback posts from Charles, Eric, and Keith and then dive uh, deep into the class balance outline that's been posted recently. Yep. So check that out. And in STO news... We have Captain Sybil's Star Trek Online News Summary for the week ending 6-25-2017. The annual RISA Summer Festival is still going strong until July 20th. There's still plenty of time to win prize vouchers for new vanity pets, beachware, mini power boards, jetpacks, a new T6 Vorgon, not Vogon, Vorgon, Starship, and much, much more. Prize lists and Starship stats are available in the Star Trek Online website. A new Endeavor system will be coming soon to STO in an upcoming update. Every two to three days, a new Endeavor mini-mission will begin. No need to hail an admiral and get a lengthy briefing. Just jump in and go. Captains are free to pick and choose any mini-missions, each of which earns a huge variety of immediate rewards for captains and their fleets. The STO website says it all. And two new backstories were posted to the STO website blog. 
The June 7th posting, Cold Dishes, hints at a sadistic Klingon prison warden's plot to overthrow the entire Klingon empire. And the June 22nd posting, A First's Tale, relates to Jem'Hadar prisoners' tale of capture, imprisonment, and survival under horrific experimentation by the sadistic Klingon warden. Both stories are an essential must-read for an upcoming story arc. And lifetime subscriptions for PC players. From now until July 27th, lifetime subscriptions are discounted by $100 to $199, $199 US. Get yourself a lifetime of Star Trek Bliss. All right. And Star Trek Online has joined up with Razor pay-to-play programs. Starting soon, you'll have the option to play STO through Razor Cortex Gaming Portal and begin earning Razor's Z-Silver currency for every minute you play the game. I wonder how much Sybil would have, actually, if that was available <laughs> when she started. Um, use your Z-Silver to purchase gaming keyboards, mice, uh, headsets, and much more from Razer and other participating dealers. The exciting at the STO website. And in Starship news, the Constitution and Miranda-class cruisers have had their looks updated to match the TV and movie configurations. Mm. Also, Ferengi Starship's campaigns have been added to the Admiralty system. A 23rd century R&D promotion starting June 22nd through July 5th will give captains a choice to win a T-faction-specific temporal cruiser whenever an R&D pack is purchased from the C-store and open. And finally, as always, uh, the AIE's Fleet Starbase is looking for contributions of material and personnel. As uh, Check the... Check out news, backstories, patch notes, and all the goodies at StarTrekOnline.com. Until then, Captain Sybil says, live long and prosper. Alrighty, and with that, let's get back to Ababan and find out what's going on in Final Fantasy XIV. As if I didn't know. Oh, oh, what? Oh, oh, we're here. Yes. We're here. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, so guys, remember, this podcast needs to run only an hour, and we've used the first 46 minutes talking about non-Final Fantasy stuff, so I'm tired. Oh, just kidding. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. All right. First off, we have a new expansion, Stormblood. Mm-hmm. Expansions are fun. Oh, wait. You're stuck in a queue. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. And you're in the queue. get on the server. And, uh, um, oh, you're in the queue. Uh, yeah, yeah. So in other words... So, Abbo, in other words, what you're saying is the first 45 minutes of the show to get to the FFXIV news was a cue. Yes. Yes, but Got this time, instead of playing another game, I actually paid attention to what you guys were saying because, you know. Totally. Ah, okay. <laughs> no, so, um, yeah, so, so there is a cue to get, uh, well, and there still is a little bit to, uh, on our server here, but they have ad- added more resources. They have done some patches and some updates since then. It's uh, significantly easier to get into the game now. It's significantly easier to stay in the game now. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. The, during during the pre-launch nights, it, the queues were usually two or 3,000 long. Um, last few nights, it's probably been around 300 instead, which is quite okay. a change. Yeah, it was like about, it was like five, 10 minutes, if that. Yeah. And if and that's only during prime time. If you go in during the day, you, you know, you're in almost immediately, if, yeah. if not immediately. Um. Which, what, made it, what made it interesting, even though you got in the game, there's a lot of um, they call them, um, you know, you know, duties. It's like like a little story instance, uh, which is just you in you to go there and to, to progress th- through the game. You have to do all, you have to go through the story quests, including these story instances you have to run. Well, the instance server was so jam packed that you couldn't get one of those. So that was yep. a that was a wall that you had to go through. 
Yeah, and it was kind of actually inter entertaining to see, especially over on the Europe servers, people were actually physically lining up at the NPCs, hoping that forcing people to go through a physical line would actually help the servers a little bit. So that was actually kind of interesting to see, which of course didn't really help because people noticed that the line wasn't moving, or if it did, it's because someone ahead of them gave up. But uh, right. yeah, they finally were able to figure that out. Yeah, so but yeah, you can get in dungeons and instances and everything else like that on a regularly without crashing and such. A lot of the fixes have came down, so that's good. Yeah, and and oddly enough, uh, the only scenarios that seem to be having this problem were the new ones because like I actually during that time did scenarios for like older uh, jaw uh, the class ones for some of the lower ones had no problem. They went right in, no fine. So apparently, they kind of like how when WoW has a new expansion comes out, they have like dedicated hardware to just that area. You've noticed like the crashes always seem to be isolated on whatever the new stuff is. They seem to do the same stuff with Stormblood. Yep. Okay. Hmm. You know, what made it frustrating for me is during the launch weekend, I was in a, a, um, a Amazon web services um, uh, class. So I just, I have all fresh in my mind saying uh, automatic spinning of new instances. Duh, they're not using that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that was fresh in my mind. But anyway, what is Stormblood and what's it all about? What's all the hubble yeah. about? Well, first off, we have two major new areas here. Two new, um, it's called like factions per se, you know, just like little zoning areas here. Uh, you, you have Alamigo and Doma, uh, two vastly different uh, um, areas there. You sort of like flow in between the two. The two are, have their own little connections and so forth. Um, Yep, me go. Nope. Actually, I actually have the map here. A map? Ooh. Yes. You gotta turn around first. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just to give you an idea, um, up until now, this this is unfortunately this is visual. So for your listening, sorry, podcast um, listeners, but this is the world that we knew of up until recently. Um, and then uh, this little section right here is what was opened up uh, for Alamigo. Um and then they said, oh, by the way, here's the rest of the world. Oh, wow. <laughs> so. So, yeah. So there's a, a little itty-bitty places here and there. But essentially, we have a, you know, a gigantic new continent to worry about. Plus the big clouded shroud thing in the middle that, yep, that we is haven't garland. seen yet. Yeah. So that's another expansion, probably, unless we, you know, go to another plane of existence. I'm, I'm guessing it's probably going to be another expansion, but you never know. They've, they've surprised me with just the, 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 the constant amount of content. Like, even up until when Stormcom came out, they were still coming out with content patches. You were still having new story. We had stuff that led right up into it, and it's just constantly coming. It was one of the things that always amazed me about, about this team. But uh, it's been interesting. Oh, I, one thing I, I did want to mention about, like, um, Alamigo, if you've been playing the game up until now, you've heard lots about Alamigo. Um, there's yes. a, there's a place over in the desert. It's called Little Anamigo, where a lot of the refugees were living because it's kind of like their th that area. But uh, a lot of the main characters there, they mentioned they were from there, and they, it was <laughs> overtaken by the Garland Empire, and yep. it was always there. That's always been influencing other characters. Um, saying our home has been destroyed. Do you want our home to be destroyed too? No, yep. we don't. Let's go fight. You know yep. stuff like that. Now we actually are going back into there and it's been you know in game like 30 40 years so it's been all like a whole generation on there so, so some of the plot lines is hey uh we've been this has been our way of life for an entire generation here i don't why should i follow you and then 
hilarity ensues. Yeah. Yeah, it's been interesting because like you didn't really you couldn't really tell because of the way the game was framed, but there's been this giant wall next to uh, the area called Gridania, what that is what the Empire put up after they conquered Alamigo. Uh you know, in the way back, like it was an open area, and it was kind of interesting. Uh, Alamigo actually fought um, Gridania a lot. Um, actually fought with, uh, I think, uh, Uldo a little bit. So it was kind of interesting that you know we now. Get to, oh, by the way, that there's a giant wall right there. Um, that's where the Empire's been. <laughs> so it was the it was a subject for the last dungeon they put mm-hmm. in the game there. Yep, um, we get tricked into essentially having to invade. Yes. <clears throat> Yep, and that all happened before the expansion even started. So that was, that's like I said, they they're constantly bringing out interesting um, content updates. But uh, okay. yeah, so so you have that, and then you have Doma, a, a very Asian influenced um, mm. area. Gorgeous. Um, also, for you Final Fantasy veterans out there, when I say the word Doma, and you played Final Fantasy six or three, if you're back in the Super Nintendo era. Doma should uh, should click in uh, as a as a country that got invaded and eventually destroyed by Kefka. So I'm waiting for the shoe to drop, and it's like I hope it doesn't, but it has the name. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. All the fun stuff. Um, it is a it is a continuation of the plot. So you have a continuation of character development in, in characters in the previous. Expansions and and in the base game um, do come around in this one, and so you still still have those people. We also have new ones to work with. You know, essentially, it's an ongoing plot. You know, from the from um, the original Final Fantasy fourteen that you can't even play anymore to a Realm Reborn, the one that you can play and start with um, to Heaven's Ward, which is the last expansion into Stormblood. It's it's a continuous con- con- um, cohesive storyline going on. Yep. and mandatory that you follow that entire line. So if you're new to the game, unless you do something we're going to talk about later, um, you have to go through this entire main story quest, or MSQ, as people often talk about it. So um, it's it's a long, winding story, but it's very compelling. Right. Um, other fun things that happen here, um, combat skill revamp. Um, same basic rules apply to combat. You, know, you have skills, you use skills to resolve to reduce bad guys' HP to zero. That's not really changing. Um, tanks are still tanks. Healers are still healers. DPS is still DPS. That's not changing. Having to be able to play a piano concerto on your keyboard to be able to do uh, your proper rotation, that's been rem- that's gone. Um, they, oh, that's simpli- they simplified their, um, their skills, removing unused skills, maybe changing rotations around, uh, essentially making... So you don't have skill bloat, which for those who played um, um, WoW prior to Cataclysm sort of got little, things got a little out of hand there. And yeah. for those who yes. ever played EverQuest or EverQuest 2, it's really out of hand in those games. Yeah. Um, here you have like, you know, you have, you still have the feel of the classes. The class feels are still there. They just don't have all the, the weird, you have to do 14 buttons to enable one thing. Yeah. Um, so I play Warrior in Final Fantasy for the most part. My rotation is far simpler now, and it still feels like I'm an aggressive tank, which is what the warrior is supposed to be. Cool. And one big thing that um, that they did, uh, they did away with the need to uh, to go into other subclasses if you don't want to. 
Um, one of the old ways of doing things is if you wanted to get to your advanced job, um, say, if, for example, my main it, uh, was Archer that becomes a bard. Well, for who knows what reason they decided, well, you need to level up Pugilist to 15 um, because they had this thing what they called cross skills. Um, if you did all the various other classes up to 15, up to 30, up to 40 and 50, you then got available, you were able to basically borrow one of the skills from that class on your other class. Uh, they did away with that. That that whole system's gone. You're no longer required to go level something you may not be into. Like, uh, for example, if you wanted to play a paladin, um, you had to do a uh, warrior because warrior has some skills that are just required. Um, you had Gladier. to play... Yeah, well, no, no. No, you had to start with Gladiator, of course. Yeah, but you still had to do warrior. Warrior has oh. some abilities that you had to have if you wanted to be a good tank. Um, you started out as, as you know, the, the Gladiator, of course, but the, that's the thing is... As a, gl a gladiator, you had to go do white mage for 15 levels for some reason. Um, even though you didn't really use healing magic, you still had to go through that that pr that process. Um, it was this thing that kind of made the game feel very grindy. You you if you wanted to be top of the game, you had to do all these other classes, not just the one that was designated as the the extra subclass. You had to do practically everything because almost every class had some kind of little extra a buff or a, a defensive ability or something else. Well, what they did is they made these new um, uh, kind of shared uh, what, what's what's the t term for it? Um, role. I believe it is. Yes, role. That's it. So every role has a, a new set of um, choices that you can you can pick. Um, for example, Bard has a self heal, has a, a, a way to generate um, um, TP, the, the basically the action points. Um, has a, a mana refresh, has something to speed everyone's um, uh, running speed, and you know other things like that. Um, the, uh, the mana classes will have like the ability to clean off uh, uh, um, debuffs off of their their party members. Little things like that. Like it's it's now just as you level your actual class that you care about, you get access to new stuff, and it, that that system makes a ton more sense to me. Um, so I'm very glad that they revamped that. It's it's because you know I didn't want to go through all the. I mean I have I have these main classes that I'm really interested in. I don't want to go back and level these other classes that don't get the benefit of going through the MSQ. You have to go through dungeons or do leaves or stuff like that to catch up. And they really simplified that. So I'm, I'm definitely happy with that change. And uh, what makes it interesting for, uh, from a customization and choicing and choices perspective is <clears throat> there's like eight to 10, I forget how many off the top of my head, but there's a lot of role choices, mm -hmm. but you can only pick six of them. So gotcha. you have to make some choices on do I, you know, similar to like a, like a talent tree almost. Mm -hmm. you know, I need to have, I need uh, for this fight. I know I need the, I need a, a single ton, an AOE ton, a, a, um, a, a defensive cooldown and a offensive cooldown because I know I need it for this fight. Next uh, for general doing whatever is I need these skill sets and whatever the case may be. But the fact that you have to make choices makes it, makes it interesting. Yep. And some of them too is like, you know, these things do really well when you're solo. These are more for a group dynamic. You know, there's actually some that literally say that you cannot use it on yourself. You can only use it on party members, like stuff like that. You can tell that was made for, you know, partying together. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it's just, they, they definitely did a much better job. And the thing that I'm most excited about is they finally fixed Bards. Um, one of the <laughs> things that 
uh, that that really annoyed me and a lot of other people in in uh, Heaven's Ward is they decided we're going to make bards and the new class machinists stand still while they do everything. Um, they basically turned them into physical cluster classes. They they had to sit there and for whatever reason start casting, shooting an arrow, which made no sense. They had to cast while they're pulling a trigger. It, it, it made no sense to me. And eventually they did agree and say, yeah, yeah, let's, we're taking that completely away. So bards and machinists now are mobile again. Like like they're they were essentially made for. They can run around and, and do their thing. Um, so that, that, I'm definitely happy about that. And bards sing now. They actually have songs that do something interesting. Before, most people forgot that the bards sung. It's, it's a bard. It, it is a right, bard. Right, and that's the yeah. essence of the character. Yes. Which sometimes yeah. makes them so weird. Um, yeah. Like, you do your magic through just... Okay. Same thing, you know, been a, a thing forever. Yeah. But it's pretty cool. Yep, yep. So now there's songs that actually do something. They, they, you, they can even have song combos. And, you know, it actually feels like you're contributing something to the group. It's actually kind of fun. So... But and that's not just bard. Like every class got something interesting. They actually, it's kind of like how, for uh, what was, it, was it Trainor or for a while when when they decided to finally bring back the class to actually make it feel like you're playing a interesting class again. I think they started it in Draenor and then brought it in Legion. Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely with the class quest. But like like all of the classes feel a lot more unique. One of the things I didn't like about the Machinist when it came in is it felt like a bard with a gun. It wasn't that interesting. Well, they've finally given it to where, like, it has a turret. They're actually, you know, doing stuff, interesting stuff for the turret. The bard's singing. You know, it's it's uh, the, the the samurai are actually trying to to do interesting sword play to, to gain a gauge and then do an ultimate attack where they do the whole, you know, the whole put the blade in the sheath and then bring it out and devastate everyone. You know, it's it's uh, they did a lot of interesting stuff with this, with this come around to make it feel like the glass. Yep. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's. We sort of went over these last two here. Uh, so, AIE in Final Fantasy fourteen. Let's talk about us. Yes. We're awesome. We really are. <laughs> so, Gilgamesh is our server. Our server is very is very busy. There's a lot of people on the server. So many that our server is locked. Locked means. You cannot roll a new character on it, nor can you transfer it to the server. Boo, hiss. But yeah. <laughs> you can still play with AIE people and AIE members in there. There's, um, they have several groupings, which you know, which uh, they call um, uh, uh, data centers. It's essentially just a collection of servers. All right, even though they're on the same data center, regardless. Yeah. Um, th- this grouping of server, if uh, if you're in our data, uh, the Gilgamesh data center or the the Ether data center, that's yep. mm-hmm. a Ether, because it's not either. Either. No. So if you're in there, you can do cross server parties and we can actually you go into the party finder and you can actually add people to your group uh, from other servers. You know, just enter like a little group password and so you can still do stuff in there. Uh, the best way to get in contact with people on other servers is the AIE Discord. Come in, say hello. You know, I'm more than happy to help run stuff with you now. Now uh, this includes other things that cannot be done pre with the advent of Stormblood, they've made it so you can do cross-party stuff for House of the Dead, which had to be um, your local server only. 
Um, you can now do Palace of the Dead as a cross server, so that's a, that's a big change. But but all of your dungeons, all your raids, and all the other instance content can all now be done through the Party Finder. So if you can't get on Gilgamesh, uh, you can roll on another server on the data center. No problem. We can get you involved. Um, and, and related to that, it's kind of interesting that I've seen, especially at night, they've been uh, blasting us with this server message saying, we're going to reward you if you leave Gilgamesh. No, no, really, really leave Gilgamesh. Um, we'll make it free, and we're going to give you stuff if you leave. So that's, the thing is, I think that might actually be working. Um, some of the smaller guilds are, are actually taking them up on that offer because... Right. Um, they, they are, it's, it's still not where we would like it to be, but like they are giving you something like they're refunding you on your house. If you did happen to buy a house, but you then have to deal with getting a new house on a new server. Uh, they're right. hoping you go to a, a low pop one though. And I also saw that, um, I think it was in the, the discord thread, something like if you do transfer to a, a low pop server, they're giving you something like a hundred percent XP on the quests and stuff. Yeah, they're they're trying to entice everyone off of those servers because it's we don't want to leave. We like it there, so they're doing everything they can to try to bribe us to leave. And or, some people are taking them up on it. Yeah, or bribe other people to leave to reduce the congestion on that server. So. Yes. Right. Yeah. What makes it yeah. hard for us to move, and the reason why we have you know we we really can't we really can't is we have a large house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Large oh, houses yeah. are a limited commodity. Mm-hmm. So much that that um. They are nearly taken on every server. Yeah. Right. So that would be a um, a <laughs> career limiting move. Hundred, <laughs> right. Probably a few hundred million gil that we would have to replace yep. through the actual land buying everything and and all the furnishings that we have. Yeah, we have tons of furnishings, and they've doubled to the amount of furnishings you can have. Yes. So we have even more stuff on there. And the thing right. is, is they they haven't figured out the system yet to to actually bring our stuff with us. Because not only is it just the fact that we'd have to rebuy all that, but some of that stuff we've earned, you know, it's stuff we've actually gotten, you know, through a lot of hard work or we've crafted or stuff like that. And it's not, I mean, especially if you're going to a low pop server, that stuff probably isn't for sale. You'll have to craft it yourself. Exactly. And as much as say she would have fun re- redecorating the house, I, I think she kind of has it the way she wants yeah, it right yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Every day I go in there, there's something new. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, she's currently going through and and doing a lot of very very cool things, a lot of cool uh, manipulation of existing uh, game assets into something that um that I haven't thought of before. So it's a uh, yeah. it's a very interesting um, game to play. Yep. Although now my cat can't get on top of the fish tank, so that's well because the fish tank is now suspended in air. That's why. Yeah. That's also <laughs> cool. So you can now sit underneath a fish tank. Yeah. Stare up at the fish. Here, dinner, dinner, dinner. Here, dinner, dinner, dinner. Yeah. yeah. And on on top of all this other fun, there's going to be a rush pretty soon in a week or two because Kugane, one of the new areas, is going to open up its housing area. So um, So if you you get it within the first five, maybe six seconds, you might be able to buy a house. Possibly, yes. (laughs) You you know that there's going to be tons of guilds all just right there and ready to go the second that thing opens because they have a preview. So you can actually preview the new housing area and look around and ooh and awe and all that fun stuff. But, you know, it's not quite open, but you know there's going to be a line of people just waiting to jump on that thing. Yeah, so, so yeah. it's going to be something big. So Gilgamesh, locked. But you want to play with AIE people. You, you, you hop on the data center. Now, we sort of have been saying here, you know, let's, let's, let's try to have AIE people play together as much as they can. So 
Um, but we don't we don't have the time or energies to be able to create multiple guilds and have them linked together. But we do have a link shell on the server Goblin. All right. Um, I still recommend using Discord for chatting. Um, sure. For, for inter-server chatting on there, but just for saying you have people on your server there. Uh, just uh, we do have a link shell set up just so you can see who's online. Easy way to say who is online and offline within uh, the AIE member set. Cool. Um, yeah. Now the link shell doesn't provide any sort of um, free company buffs or something like that, but uh, we can make suggestions on the Goblin server for you. But yeah, we're going to leave that up to you because they, they, the ones that we do see out there, even though they are good, cool, good and cool people, they don't follow the AIE chat mindset or the player mindset. So it may, right. may be something that you're not used to. They do not follow AIE standards. I, I can tell well, you that. That's not AIE. Right. So that's under, you know, it's understandable. If it's not AIE, yep. it's not AIE. Yes, be honest. Um, doesn't mean they're not cool people, but you know, I play games. I play with the AIE because I like the AIE systems and the sort of culture that we have. We are, are the, yeah, the way we conduct ourselves, our our, our sense of citizenship. Yep. Yes. Exactly. So, uh, so I can't guarantee that. We can make suggestions for you, but within the uh, the chat channel, that will be you will have that sort of, that that culture still intact. And then, if when servers will be server transfers will be allowed, then you know we'll. You know, then we'll try to get people in and then in the free company and then they can hang out in the house, get our buffs and all the other good stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, for details but on I getting think the big that thing link is... shell, uh, hop onto the, the Final Fantasy chat, the Final Fantasy uh, Discord channel uh, and uh, we'll get you started. We'll get you in there. And please note there are two Final Fantasy channels. Make sure that if you don't want spoilers, you stay out of the one labeled Final Fantasy spoilers because you will be spoiled. Yes, and not the good kind of spoiling. No, that's a, you get that no. as you log in and you see the beautiful landscapes. Yes. Okay. Um, so, uh, how would one get started if they wanted to play Final Fantasy? All right. So, there's many additions to the game. You go to the Square Enix. Let's say you're a PC gamer, as many of us probably are. Yeah. You could. There's two ways to buy the game. Now, there's a lot. This game game is a little bit different in licensing and how you purchase it than some other games you may, may have experienced here. But you're buying a license, all right? When you buy it through a physical store, or like a physical medium, or you go and you get buy it for the Square Enix store or what have you, Amazon, Amazon, yeah. uh, good go good old games, GOG, yep. that is, yeah, okay. Um, you are essentially buying a normal key at that point. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I'll get you on the, on the computer version. Um, if you um, are a Mac person, you buy a Mac license, which is separate from the PC license. Yep. Um, if you purchase it through Steam, that's a different license than the PC version or the Mac OS version. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, the PlayStation 4, 4 version um, is also a separate license. Uh, PlayStation 3 support was dropped in Stormblood, so you do need yep. a PS4 now. Um, everybody plays on the same servers, though. Reason why the license is important, though, and especially when it comes to expansions, is uh, you need to make sure that you, you buy. If you buy the base game and you get Heaven's Word, and when you buy Stormblood, you need to make sure that you buy the the upgrade license to your existing one. So if yep. you get if you buy Stormblood for PC, make sure you have um, uh, everything for the 14, PC. for Steam. And if yep. you bought it through Steam. You got the base game through Steam. You need to get the Steam versions of, of Stormblood. Even though you are playing on a PC, I realize that. But if you buy it through Steam, you have to buy all your expansions from Steam. 
Yeah, yeah they, they consider it's Steam its own console now. It's Yeah, yeah they're, they're treating it like a console. Because, I mean, Steam has a console. You can play their stuff on their console. So they're now treating it as a console. Right, right. Okay. Yep. Now, one now, if you want to be able to bounce back and forth between, hey, I want to play on my PC, now I want to play it on my Mac when I'm on the go. Oh, I, I'm not home and I got an eighty-inch TV, four K screen. I want to play it on my on my PlayStation Four Pro. Cool, but you need to have one yeah. sub. We'll cover all those platforms, but you need you make the original the original license purchase for each one to add that to your account. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's a little different how how it works there. Um, so just keep that in the back of your mind. Yep. Getting started will cost you around uh, $20 if you don't catch the game on sale. Um, there is a, a Star Edition, which will get you the, the base game. You buy which, Stormblood. I think now, that includes Heaven's, Heaven's War now, right? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet? Okay. Not yet. If you buy Stormblood, they give you Heaven's War. Okay. There you go. All right. There's also a complete edition that will give you everything under the sun. Or if you're lucky enough to find one on sale or on eBay, you get the get the collection editions for two hundred dollars, and you get a ton of junk. Is it in yeah, the expansion? Uh, you, you, get, you get a statue. You get that map that Mew just showed everybody. You get a uh, uh, get get the statue he's going for. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Say, Mew has you have it all, right, Mew? Yeah. Oh, yep. gorgeous. You will very very very. Uh, Soon after starting Stormblood, you'll meet this very, very evil person who carries around a golf club of swords. That is cool. Yes, <laughs> yes, and it spins so he can randomly choose what blade he wants to do. And yeah. later on, you find out why. Cool. I haven't got that far yet. I'm only sixty-seven. Oh no, I found out earlier than that. Really? Okay, then I, I, I must have been like very, very tired because <laughs> uh, I, I can only start playing at ten o'clock at night. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, but and there's also lots of digital goodies that come with it as well. Um, the uh, you'll get mounts uh, if you buy some of the older collector's editions. If you because I think you can get a digital upgrade now. Yes, um, you can. Yeah, so you can get older mounts. You can get um, there. They give you experience boost um, gear. Um, I think this expansion they gave us is it was it a ring? I think it's a ring that gives you a fifty percent bonus to experience that lasts up to level fifty. Oh, nice. And then previous ones gave us, uh, there was a headband that that goes up to 25 or 30 that gives a bonus. And then another one that was just a a helmet. Like the very first um, one gave you a helmet that went up to like level 20 or something like that. But they give you this little boost. The the Nautilus hmm? Network got you a ring that gave you another up to of 30 or 40. I forget what it is. And I recommend, yeah, if you're definitely new or even if you're old, do the Novice Network. Um, uh, it, it's it, it's just a, a, a simple level. You're you're going through these solo quests or solo instances to learn your class, and by going through these quests, and not only you get like a, a starter set of gear for level fifteen, but it also gives you that novice thing, and it just teaches you how to properly use your class. So highly recommended. Very cool. And they also added in this expansion jump potions. Yes. Jump not as in vertical, jump as in forward through time. So let's say, hmm, I got this class here that I would love to play, or I want to join in my friends in Stormblood, but I don't have the time or the energy to do that, uh, to be able to do that. Well, I can purchase a class jump to um, potion to drink this potion, and poof, this class is, is now 
goes all the way up to 60. So pretty yep. much at the end of end of Heaven's Word. Mm-hmm. Um, then you get all, all the stuff that it comes with, which is nice. Uh, for the class. Knowledge how to play the class, but that'll come with time, obviously. Yeah, just run the run the novice thing, and, and it'll help a lot. And, you know, ask us in uh, in Discord, and we'll, that way we can help you get started. Uh, but, you know, so, and you can easily start in Stormblood content. Uh, but, if you, yeah, you have to get the set. You still have to do all the story content to get there. Mm-hmm. Now, you can run the story content yourself to get your own experience on there. And when you're at level 60, uh, outside of the dungeons, everything is going to be a face roll. Yeah. But, uh, let's say you don't have the time or you've already know about it or what have you. Um, you can buy a story jump potion. And that will take that will flag all the quests you need to to get into Stormblood right then and there. And um, they have it, I believe they have it for Heaven's Ward as well. So if you don't want to jump all the way through, like you just want to skip the the, the the Realm Reborn stuff, you can get just go to the beginning of Heaven's Ward, and then you can run through that real quick. So uh, that was kind of a neat little thing they did as well. Um, and uh, yeah, and I actually did give it a try. Um, you know, I, I decided that, you know, I wanted to get a healer class up um, so that I could, because, you know, my main is a bard, which is DPS. Um, but I figured, you know, it probably would be good to have one of the other uh, role types um, at the uh, closer up. So I decided to pick a healer. Um, I picked um, the, the uh, what do they call it? The anarchist, I think, is the main class. But uh, with the anarchist, because I picked that, um, I picked uh, summoner or scholar, actually. I picked scholar. So it boosted my arcanist, yeah. The arcanist versus uh, anarchist, which I think you, I think yeah. you're saying, which is yeah. something completely different. Some <laughs> well, I don't know. They, they, they cause a lot of chaos. Like, oh yeah. They 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 cause a lot of chaos actually. But uh, um, so I, I decided to go with scholar, um, which be, it, you have an, the other choice to be a summoner, which is a DPS spec. So by choosing scholar, I got basically a free sixty um, uh, summoner. So, you know, it's, it was kind of interesting. Um, oh, that's probably because I moved it out of the way. Um, <laughs> You're fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of cool that um, it, it kind of gives you... So it, it did speed up my class quests for Scholar, but it left all of my old... Uh, all of the um, Summoner ones alone. So I was actually able to go through the Summoner quest line on my own. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So that was kind of neat, but uh, one of the things that the, the the other things that the the class jump potion does is it gives you a full set of gear at level sixty, and it's a good set. It's it's gear as if you had been raiding up until uh, all through Heaven's Ward. So you get a full set of two sixty gear, which is you know will last you probably until I want to say sixty four, um, but. Uh, you're essentially good to go to go into dungeons at that point and you'll have no problem. Cool. Very cool. And for those on the video stream here, um, tons of script, a uh, little circling through some screenshots on here. Um, the game is very pretty regardless on how crummy your machine. It actually is. This, machine, <laughs> this game will look beautiful regardless. If you're, if your computer can run, run it, in any mean, shape, or form, the game is beautiful. Yep. Um, if you play, if you have a high-end computer, um, this will look uh, excellent. If you have a, a even just a standard PlayStation Four, the game is great. PlayStation cool. Four Pro, 
you're looking at um, pretty much high-end PC specs at that point. So Very it's, cool. Um, you know, really beautiful, beautiful stuff going on. Um, um, oh, two new classes we didn't talk about. Oh, yeah. Totally forgot. Yes, well, we we kind of mentioned them. We mentioned them. So we have uh, Samurai and Red Mage. Yes. Uh, both DPS. Uh, they both, Very surprising. You know, at the deeps, which means if you're a tank or a healer, you're still in demand. Yep. Um, but no, so you're um samurai. Um, you get a samurai sword, and you slice and dice things up all, all over creation. If you are a red mage, you have a a rapier and a little floaty thing, and <laughs> you you run up, you slice and dice for a little bit, you jump back, casty, 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 casty. Um, zoom back in, slicey dicey, slicey dicey. Zoom back out, boom, 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 boom. It's very cool. Nice. Yep. And uh, I am currently in uh, Kugane, which is just a gorgeous town. Um, that you saw some of the pictures in uh, that he was showing off, but uh, this town is just has so much detail to it, and the weather effects that they've they've oh. customized them for this place. And it is just gorgeous to run around and and see what they've done. I mean, you can see why it's taken them as long as they have. Because I mean, and this is just just a little a, a town for everyone to hang out in, right? But, I mean, you just look at the detail on it; it's crazy. Yeah, and it's you know it it's just so much detail, and and it's it's been pretty amazing to go through. I mean, it was quite the 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 change coming from Alamigo, and then when they sent you over here, and you're like, oh, hello. It's like yeah, night and day as far as as far as how things were going. But uh, yeah, if you've got a, a decent machine or a, a PS4 or PS4 Pro, you're definitely going to enjoy the views. That's pretty pretty amazing. Even a meh PC will do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, let me get rid of all the nonsense so you can really see what's going on. But. Uh, yeah, it's if if you're into playing gorgeous games, um, this this is the one for you. Gorgeous games with good story. Oh yeah, and that, that's the other thing too. That's, that's one of the reasons why I'm not spending as much time in WoW with the new stuff in WoW. The story so far has been kind of disappointing. Um, you, yeah, what story? I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the, they they like you. You don't even know who, what are they doing over there. There's some people doing some interesting um, parkour to uh, explore. Oh wow, what are they doing? Uh, okay, <laughs> they get up the tower. Wow, you know, you can, there is a way off from the inside. You can get up on. You talk yeah, to a that's person not nearly and zoom you right wow. back up. <laughs> that is wow. That is pretty. That is pretty industrious. They have been busy up there. Um, but again, Don't this they is have what's lovely to do. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this, this is this is why being on a populated server is, is kind of entertaining, just to, to see the crazy things that all these people are into. Because this place is packed, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's you know the the only bit of story I heard is locked behind the last boss in the, in the new raid. It's like really, I mean you, you oh, have you're talking about uh, WoW again, yeah, yeah. But but here it's just constant, just huge amounts of story. I mean, even the right. side quest, you're just amazed with just all the stuff they're doing. Not to mention yeah. every time we do a quest, you do a main scenario question, say, all right, I think I'm done with this area. Let me turn in this live quest here. And then poof, your screen is filled with little exclamation points on every freaking NPC. For yes. It's like, yeah. Oh, I got another 80 quests that I could do. 
Eventually, right. I just said, "Oh, that's going to have to wait till, till my next my next character or my next uh, when I'm leveling my next class." Right. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's yes, like I, I just finished liberating an area, and and I was like, "Okay, let's go to the next area." Oh, but there's no, these ten quests. Not. We got yeah. right. now that we're free. We got a bunch of fetch quests for you to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're here to us all. Go, f- go, uh, fetch me six um, uh, beetle petals, <laughs> beetle feeders. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, although there was re- one really interesting subquest. So, so you know, don't, don't always you know overlook the the subquest because there was one that was about the fishing village. It was very interesting that, that I really did enjoy, and it, it wasn't just a you know one and done. It, it was actually a quest line. That, yes. Oh yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, it was, that was excellent. Yeah, they, they they have such interesting story on just these little side quests. Cool. So it's, yeah. And and because it's an MMO in the modern day and age, you will have beautiful quest lines that have you see a full depth of characters and emotions. You will also have quests that require you to go p- pick up poop. But yeah, that's normal. It's a yeah, requirement. Exactly. Yep. All right. Well, anything anything else about the expansion or the game or the guild that we need to cover? Oh, we want we you. We ages. want to get you in the game. We want we want to have you yeah. play. Um, we let, I you know, get everybody we, we else want... off of Gilgamesh, so you guys can have it to your to yourselves, and not have to worry about the the. Uh, yeah, no, we're still locked. I mean, at yeah. some point, at some point, we're gonna make it so you two can play. You know, because I think you two would love it. Okay, yeah. definitely. Oh, yeah. Everything I see about it's beautiful and. Yeah, yes. the housing we just and all need of that. More time in the day, you know, the usual. Yeah, all of yeah, us. We need to move to the thirty-six hour day. Right, exactly. Or the D and D nap spell, where you can have an hour of sleep and eight hours. Something. Yeah, well, that's normal for that's you. Anyway. You Still there you go. Oh, you can't see that because I'm doing a slideshow. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There. That's that's your no, right yeah. no god no. There's your solution. I'm vibrating <laughs> enough as it is. Yeah, well, no, her system would her system it's would like, yeah. explode. So. Uh, disclaimer: This is not health food. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. exactly, it's not food. Not. It's a can right, of you. <laughs> All righty, so uh, that's our show for tonight. So while the chat room begins suggesting show titles, we will thank Avo for having joining us. Yay! Thank you, Avo. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Abbo. No problem. And uh, is there anything Abbo, you want where, to plug? Where can people find you. Uh, Discord at, at at Abbovan. Twitter at Abbovan. Uh, I do have a Facebook present. I think it's Abbovan. Uh, it's Facebook slash Abbovan AIE. I think possibly. Uh, Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. If you can get on. If you yeah. can get on. Um, any one of those ways. If you want to reach me some other way, great. Um, what headphones do I have on at Apple Van? Well, I am wearing um, Sony PlayStation Four he- headphones. Now these are the um, the, the gold platinum wireless. Ones. Right? These, these are licensed for the game that I don't have, just because they're the only ones in stock at the time. Uh, uh, yeah, Indiana Jones, but not Indiana Jones. What, 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 uh, Uncharted. Uncharted. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's yeah the no, okay. ones, but they're very good headphones. Um, they work with it's a little USB um, 
Jimmy, that you plug into your computer, and that's how it works. Dongle. That's how it works in the PlayStation. You plug the USB dongle into it, mm-hmm. but it has firmware that works with the PlayStation Four to separate out voice chat and game chat and game sounds up and down individually. So it has like multiple volume controls on the side. Yeah. I use this headset for oh, nice. gaming, work, and uh, for and PC gaming, PlayStation Four gaming, and I use it for work because the microphone in this thing is actually very. Uh, it's not a podcasting mic, but as far as just like basic voice chatting, it's awesome. Yep. Definitely one of the better ones out there. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, if you have a question or comment about our show, you can email us at podcast at aie-guild.org. You can also follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. Mew is at the Mew Cow. McCullough is at Cyberwave. Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Again, except next week. Next week, we will probably be recording, I think, Saturday afternoon is when Dave slotted us into. But so. just watch just watch the Twitter feed and the, the um, AIE Guild page, and we will let you know when we're going to stream. Um, you can join the chat room and play along with us on our website, aie-guild.org. And the podcast is at podcast-live-stream. And our Discord server is at bit.ly slash AIE Podcast Discord. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website, keyswithsoul.com. Awesome. And now it's time to play all the great AIE member segments we received this week, including Overly Dramatic News by Hunts the Wind. Yep, I've been a bit busy. Uh, I wonder why. I can't imagine why. Um, and if all goes well, we will be recording live from New Tecular on Saturday. Um, as he said, more details to come. Um, it, we're, we're, we should be getting our own little room uh, to do the recording so that we can actually have an audience. Um, I might actually recommend that maybe we, maybe we have the AIE picture done at that time as well, since it would be a central spot for everyone to gather. Well, I know we mentioned doing one Thursday night as well. That was the officer one, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and we can always do multiple too. Yeah, but it's, it'll it'll be it'll be a place where everyone can gather in one spot, and uh, you know maybe it's something worth looking into. Um, so uh, until then, AIE, uh, this is Bucow. This is Tetsemi. This is Makala. And this has been the AIE podcast. Dragons Dance with Death, decidedly difficult to describe. It's the overly dramatic news, I'm Hunts the Wind. Given the near-perpetual state of warfare in Azeroth, the overwhelming majority of beings who reside here have someone who hates them, either for personal reasons or just because they're on the wrong team. One would have thought, though, that the bronze dragon Kranormu would have been the rare exception to this rule. Aside from being annoyingly perky in her gnome form, she strikes most on both sides of the conflict as fairly harmless. That's why it was shocking earlier today when Chromie was slain in an attack on Wormrest Temple. Four massive balls of energy convert... Wait, wait, this just in. New details on the death of Chromie. Turns out she died valiantly fighting a demon at the Emerald Dragon Shrine, acting as a tank for a... Okay, another update has just been handed to me. It says that Chromie died in Ander... Wait, another update? 
that's it. I'm done. It's tough enough covering the news in 90 seconds and coming up with a closing pun without dealing with all this time travel stuff. I'll file a final report when somebody figures out if she's really dead or has been rescued. Face it, trying to do otherwise is a real pain in the hourglass. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.